0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live interview. For today's interview, I'm your host Tia Fabi. And I have the star of the upcoming, well, I'm going to say upcoming, but it actually is out today, of the new sci-fi movie, Empathy, Inc., Zach Robidas. Zach, thanks so much for being here today. Of
1: course. <laughs> thanks, Tia. Thanks for talking to me. This is so cool. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing fabulous. Um, I, I know that you... We're at an audition and I'm oh, so yeah, glad that you ends. could be here. <laughs> yeah, how did that yeah. go? If you don't mind me asking.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about it immediately. You go in there, you say some words and then you just <laughs> immediately remove it from your heart and soul forever. Cause that's the business.
0: That's yeah. how um, I was back in school with my exams. Uh, you study for the exam and then it's gone.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how important it is until it's done.
0: Exactly. And then you're just ready to
1: go drink. Um, or do a phone but, interview. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, as I was just saying, you are the lead in Empathy, Inc., which is actually out in theaters now and it'll be um, directly on video September 24th. So I just wanted to say congratulations on that. Thank
1: you. It, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. There are no guarantees when you're, um, you know, running around a basement in Montclair, New Jersey, putting plastic domes on your head that One day you'll be able to uh, have someone interested enough to give you an interview or, you know, uh, show it in theaters. So this is all exciting. And uh, we're all just very proud of our little movie that we made.
0: Is that really where it was filmed?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere, somewhere deep in New Jersey. I have no idea. Uh, It's just like some some laboratory in New Jersey and then some, some friend's basement. You know, you're working on these low budget films and you're just like... Hey, who has what? Can you help me out? Where can we use? And so the guys got really creative in terms of locations for sure.
0: Well, I thought it was really cool. Um, I wanted to say that I love the aspect of it being in black and white. Not only did it kind of remind me of, say, clerks, but also reminded me a little, and I, this I'm meeting in such a uh, high compliment, like the older type of sci-fi movies that you used to see, not so much today. And I really like that feel of it. So I just kind of wanted to ask, like, A, um, you know, what drew you to this script? And also, I mean, do you, you know, like the way that it was kind of set up in this like very much almost retro kind of sci-fi film?
1: Do you know what, like when you're working on a project like this, you just want a a clear vision. You want your director to have a clear vision and be able to articulate that to you. And so it doesn't matter what it is. You're just happy that whoever is in charge has a a very clear idea of what they want it to be. You don't want to be figuring a lot of the stuff out on the day, especially if you don't have a huge budget. So when the guys came and and told me that how they wanted to shoot it, that it wanted to be this low tech sci-fi noir thing and, that they had storyboarded the whole thing in advance. I mean, the amount of prep that they did on this film was as valuable as anything, as valuable as, you know, the acting and the budget, and any of all of that stuff. So, you know, it, it, it didn't matter to me what the theme or the concept was, what was important to me is that they had one and that they were able to articulate it to us, but it didn't mean it didn't present challenges along the way. I remember like our first day of shooting, uh, our lead actress, Kathy loves to tell the story. How like I walk in, to our first scene, and she has this like Bella Lugosi amount of makeup on, and she had just been given this advice about working in black and white, where you need to highlight and accentuate your features, and. It was like I was like, you need to look at this in the monitor because it is uh, it is a stark contrast to everything else that we've been shooting." And sure enough, she like got a glimpse of it in the monitor. And was like, "Oh my God, I had no idea it looked like that!" And she immediately like washed it off. So, you it uh, does present challenges for sure. But you're like I said, you're just you're just happy that the guys have a plan that they have a vision.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I do remember um, reading one time that during the age of black and white films that makeup was very different because certain colors don't get picked up by cameras like that.
1: That's exactly right. But, you know, our thing is so stripped down, everything from the budget to the acting to to all of it. It's all very, um, you know, uh, sort of reverse engineered movie making that we didn't, you know, we don't have a lot of special effects. We don't have a lot of, we didn't have a makeup artist on the film, so You know it just it uh it didn't it didn't really work not to say that like they um she was wrong or like you said you know that that's good advice that the makeup was different but um for our piece individually it was uh you know you've seen it it's just it's it's just it's about the storytelling and the movie making in terms of the script i've just fell in love with it right away i i read it and reread it and reread it and try to make sense of it with all of the sort of like this person, as this person says, this person's blind, You know that was all very difficult, obviously. But um, uh, I just fell in love with it from the beginning and needed to be a part of it. And just hounded the the, the filmmaker, hounded Yadidia and Mark until they let me be in their movie, basically.
0: Yeah. And so in the movie, you play the main character, Joel. Um, I would love just for the audience, for those who haven't gotten a chance to see the movie yet, for you to kind of explain the character and how you um, how you got into that role.
1: Sure. Joel is a hedge fund manager who goes belly up and has to move back home, has to reset his life and uh, is sort of handed this uh, jar of magical beans that could either, you know, uh, be pretty lucrative or destroy his life. And, uh, he just kind of falls deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, making bad decisions, not listening to the people who love him or the people in his life who are giving him good advice, uh, tries to take care of everything on his own and just keeps falling, uh, deeper, deeper, uh, into that rabbit hole. Um, but at his core, he he is a is a family man. He just wants to provide, uh, and start a, a new, uh, you know, a ha, start a start a life with his with his bride and and have a family. Um, but he just you know makes some bad decisions along the way.
0: Yeah, and we definitely see that throughout the course of the film. I think that um, the message for Joel is that he probably should have listened to people along the way.
1: Yeah. 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 I I always, I, I I would always think of, uh, I was a big Simpsons fan growing up and I would always think of the, (laughs) I said this before the, uh, the stampy episode where Homer is in the tar pit and Lisa's like, dad, can we help you? Do you need help uh, getting out of there? And he's like, no, no, I'm just going to use my arms to get my legs out. And then his arms get stuck. And then he's like, and now I'm going to get my arms out with my face. And then his head goes under and he's completely submerged and that allegory was like always oh, served as the perfect thing for joel in, in in a weird way how like he's just ignoring the people around him and falling deeper into this tar pit
0: i think that uh, that is actually a perfect analogy for that character
1: <laughs>
0: okay. i um <laughs> when i was watching it and the first time joel puts on that helmet i was like I would be so skeptical in that moment. I mean, I would have probably just ran at that moment.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. But he's got to see. He's got to verify. I know I have trouble just logging into my email. I forget a password, let alone, like, booting up, uh, uh, you know, this uh, sort of, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but, yeah, the fact that he's able to do that. But you, you don't really I, – I mean, I've watched it a bunch of times with people, and it's like those little, like, plot things, you just – you just enjoy the movie and you, um, you know, the, the acting and the storytelling is good enough, I think, in my opinion, that you're not like bogged down by any of those weird things. You're just like, yeah, I'm going home for this ride. The story is so linear and it has such drive and a pulse to it that, <clears throat> you know, the, the uh, 90 minutes or whatever it is just flies by.
0: Yeah, exactly. And sci-fi films are so great in the fact that even though they might be, say, a little uh, futuristic and a little, um, as you said, you're kind of just going for the ride, but a lot of them have, say, social commentaries to them. So what would you say is kind of like the social commentary that goes along with Empathy, Inc.?
1: You know, uh, you are part of a society. We are part of a bigger thing. Um, perfect film for right now you know nothing you do is in a vacuum it all has a butterfly effect And so, anything any choice that you make you know uh ripples out and um just consider everyone consider society consider the the cog and the wheel that you are um and that when you make selfish decisions the whole thing can break down
0: exactly exactly um so, I was recently doing another interview, and well, a few interviews, and you always find out that these movies that are just coming out now have actually been completed, say, a few years ago. So, is this something that you guys filmed recently, or is this, say, a few years old um, and it's, is now? It's definitely, you know, yeah,
1: no, it's a few years old. I remember we rapped, and then two days later, I, I went to see uh, Get Out. Um, and and it's really funny because they are sort of similar uh, films. They would go together in like the same Netflix queue in some ways, uh, just in terms of uh, jumping in and out of someone else's consciousness. Uh, And so there's even like two chairs at the end of get out. And I remember watching it and all like at first I was like, Oh my God, this is kind of like the same thing. This is, Oh no. We're like piggybacking on this idea, but then, you know, it just, it, it, it occurs to you that it's it's actually better for your film if it, if it shares themes with one of the highest grossing uh, horror films of all time or suspense films of all time. Like the fact that like, you know, when people see our film, they, they bring up that film is uh is a compliment and it's just awesome to actually even be in that same breath. So um, that gives you an idea of how long ago we shot it. Yeah. So we, we wrapped around that time when get out uh, was in theaters.
0: Which I think is really great um, because, as you said, Get Out by Jordan Peele was a fantastic movie, and oh, on, certainly, top, yeah. Uh, yeah, and certainly redefined um, horror-making films. And what's great about, say, the movie Empathy Inc. is that we see so many films that are that are completely the same. And while Empathy Inc. may be similar, it is also a nice breath of fresh air because these like art house films are just a joy to watch. And so would you say that you kind of prefer working on things like Empathy Inc. as opposed to maybe like films that are just kind of there just to make money necessarily?
1: I mean, I I prefer working on things where the effects and all of that stuff are practical effects that are done with storytelling and the acting. And so, you know, I don't really – think about or care about what the budget is. I just care about is the storytelling good and can it be executed through solid performances? And, you know, just upon, you know, reading Empathy Inc., that's exactly what it had occurred to me that like we didn't have to figure anything out, that it can be done just with strong performances. And so that's what I'm constantly looking for uh, in projects. Can we, is this achievable? Can we, um, can, we, can we make the movie that we set out to make uh, without having to figure out too much stuff on the fly or hope that something comes together in post? Can we get it in a can and make it look good? And so it doesn't matter what the budget is. That's what these guys, that's what Mark, Diddy and Josh were able to do. They were able to show you that you can achieve a, 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 a passable good, Uh, major motion picture with you know a shoestring budget and so I'm really excited to see what those guys do next um, when given proper resources to to make their next film
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am as well, because the storytelling is just so magnificent there. Um, And I really enjoyed the movie. I'll certainly have a review out this weekend for it. But, um, you know, so you've done Empathy, Inc., and then one of your more recent projects is uh, Friends from College.
1: Oh, yeah, I loved it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. So fun.
0: I was going to ask how's it been um, partaking in that, but as you already are saying, it's a hell of a lot of fun to be involved in.
1: Oh my God, that show was the best. I mean, I it was I showed up and it was like, you know I'm working with all these top eight multi-generationally famous actors who've <laughs> like you know not just been on one hit show but like multiple hit shows and just there were no egos everyone was welcoming everybody accepted me and just kind of let me do my thing fly under the radar and just do my work and um you know just everybody just treated me great and the show was uh just a just a ton of fun. I mean, the stuff I got to do was just a lot of like, it was so different than Joel. It was like a lot of like physical comedy and slapsticky sticky nonsense. Um, and I just really got to explore and play and have fun. Uh, it was a really good time. Uh, you know, the, how, how the writer how, how they write and direct is very um well it would be the opposite of storyboarding uh, and planning to <laughs> to a T. while they do prepare you know nick and francesca a lot of times will just throw lines and throw different things at the actors to say in the heat of the moment and it was a, a, a totally different experience that you just kind of had to you know stay in the pocket and, and and uh take these fastballs that they're throwing at you that was very fun
0: yeah, and that sounds like a lot of fun for an actor to be involved in. I mean, you, you need those, um, those projects uh, in between, say, the more serious things.
1: Totally, totally definitely my first nude scene. That was a a little terrifying. I was expecting, you hear about like when you do sex scenes, you hear like, okay, um, there's going to be a a prosthetic, uh, you know, appendage that uh, we're going to put down, you know, and like there's all this planning and you think that there's like, you know, people that are talking to you about, you know, sexual sensitivity. We get to this scene where I have um, I'm, I'm excited and they hadn't, they, they they didn't have anything. They didn't have anything for me to put down there. And so they just kind of uh, balled up some gaff tape and put it on an Evian bottle. And that oh was used in my pants. And it was just kind of like the most ridiculous, like it was sort of emblematic of, I don't know the, the high drama and the high comedy that existed on that show. There was like a, a really, really awful desperate moment in this person's life. And I have an Evian bottle sticking out of my pants. It just, was that's what every day was for me. It was like highs and the weirds of uh, of working on that. You know, were were wonderful.
0: I always wonder about that with say actors and having to do maybe like sex scenes or even nude scenes. I'm like, as the audience, we're just watching it, but ah, uh, that must be so incredibly uncomfortable when the, the time comes to film it.
1: It's all business. It's all X's and O's. You're not even thinking about you know. The other person is the furthest thing from your mind. You're just like, am I sweating too much? Am I, uh, how's this going to look? You know, it's all of the X's and O's. There is nothing sexual about it. It is, uh, it's just like, did we get that? Can we get out of here? Okay.
0: (laughs) Can I put my clothes back on? (laughs) Can I
1: put my clothes back on? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so, um, Zach, by the way, am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Robidos? I was really hoping that I was.
1: You nailed it. That was great. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, I was looking at your filmography, and so I have to ask this one question just from a complete uh, fan standpoint as soon as I saw it. But you were in an episode of Netflix's The Defenders um, across from Kristen Ritter. And I just love that scene so much because it was, first of all, peak hilarity by uh, Kristen Ritter. But I just have to ask how that experience was and how it was um, filming with her.
1: Oh, Kristen is the best. We actually have the same uh, manager, so I've met her a few times. And uh, she is a pro. Kristen showed me, like, what number one on the call sheet means. You know, she knows everyone's name. She is, you know, interested in uh, everyone's life that she works with on a daily basis. She is aware that she is captain of her ship and she is worried about morale. And she's just thinking about a hundred different things uh, in addition to, you know, nailing her part and being on top of that whole thing. And so just in terms of like what it means to uh, headline a project, um, it was just awe-inspiring to watch her just navigate the whole world of um, the behind the scenes stuff. And then also like jump in the scene with her where she was just like solid and knew her lines better than I did was just like, Oh my God, this person is a, a, an alien. I don't know how she does it. It's it's really remarkable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was fantastic. And it was such, um just such a great scene in that episode. And, I was wondering, you know, so since you, you were in a Marvel show, so would you ever want to, say, be in the Marvel or DC Universe? Or is that, um, you know, something kind of that you're like, I'll leave to others. I want to do more so other things.
1: It's really hard. You know, I've actually worked with a few Marvel folks now. And uh, I I can tell you that what they do, there is an art to it that is, that is learned and different than I feel like what my strengths are. I mean, um, Lizzie Olson, who I'm I'm doing a a Facebook show that uh, premieres October 1st. It's our second season. It's called, sorry for your loss. And she talks about uh, all the time on, you know, working on her Marvel shows where it's, you know, you're, you're having this intense, serious moment with a, tennis ball and it's just all of that stuff and so yeah a lot of it is it's very physical and it's holding these dynamic positions and it's uh it's it's stylized it's a whole different beast that like i don't there's got to be like a marvel school for that i don't even know that i i, I, uh, I that i have the, the the training for that because that is that's a whole different beast it, it sounds uh super intense but she's <laughs>
0: that's awesome to even kind of know that that little behind the scene type thing um so you're saying that uh you are going to be in sorry for your loss um october 1st is that
1: correct october 1st yep that that premieres october 1st second season uh, and that is on facebook watch that is free uh if you have a facebook account uh it's in the watch tab folks are still struggling with the watch tab but it's very simple it's right up above uh you know your groups and below your friends there on the left hand side just uh there's a tab in there, and there's a whole lot of free, wonderful content. And her show, um, Sorry for Your Loss, is really this, this beautiful journey into grief, uh, loss, depression, sadness. You'll love it. It's fun.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds amazing and something definitely uh, me and other viewers need to look out for. And so I know, again, as you said, you were on an audition today. And what else should we look out for um, upcoming in the next few months or so?
1: Uh, when you'll see me when you're catching up on succession on HBO, I did an episode of that. Uh, and then, um, that, uh, that Facebook show and that's about it for now. Well,
0: I, Listen, for now, as always, leaves the door open, and I'm really excited for all this. And again, listeners need to definitely check out Empathy, Inc. As I said, it is actually in theaters now, and it goes directly to video on September 24th. Um, Zach, I really love the movie, and I'm excited for other people to watch it. And I really thank you for taking your time out in your day to hop on the phone and you know do this uh, interview with me
1: of course, too. It was very kind of you to reach out to us, and uh, and thank you for uh, being a fan of the film and, and also for taking the time to have us on. Appreciate it.
0: Excellent. And everyone, I uh, hope you have a great day. Zach, have a wonderful one, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: All right. Thanks again.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks, Zach.